Let's Get Real at Crossway with Pastor Bob Manuel and friends. And today we're going to hear from Pastor Bob as to how his journey with Christ began. Listen. I came to Christ, first one in my family years ago. And I remember my mom getting on me for something. You know, I was raised by a single mom, and she really had to get on us kids for a lot of stuff. <laughs> Five of us kids. And I remember she was on me for something, and I told her in a ceremonious way where to go. And it wasn't to Bob Evans or something like that. I was a new Christian. My brother Russ jumped all over that. He said, is that what they teach you in church? And I felt so guilty and so terrible. After I went and blew off some steam, played some basketball, and felt that I came and apologized to my mom and to my brother. Um, but then my brother, a couple years later, said something to my grandma. He would never say it to me. It would be too vulnerable and... Uh, of him to, to do, but he said to my grandma, I said, you know, I, I've always believed that God's real, but now I know he's personal. And she says, why, why, and this is my grandma telling me the story later on. She said, well, Russ, why would you say that? And she said, because of the change I've seen in Bob. Now, I still have a long way to go, still have a long way to go. But if we're followers of Jesus, in some level, someone should be able to look at us perhaps knowing us before, before Christ, that I'm astonished. There's something going on. There is something going on with you, Pastor Bob. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. I hope so. Um, what did you mean by that? Um, about uh, there's something going on. There's something going oh, on. When people look at us, mm -hmm. they should be, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, what are we going to see maybe? Well, that's that's a hard question to answer it in a way is, because <laughs> sometimes if, if people look at you, um, watch your life, they're friends with you for a while, they're walking alongside of you, they're not going to see a lot of change. Perhaps uh, you may not even see a lot of change in your own life, but I think over a period of time, uh, if Jesus is in us, He does change us, and and some changes. Are certainly observable. Uh, I alluded to in that that uh, message clip yes. that you gave that uh, Christ is not done with me. Uh, he's still doing some changes in me. Some of those changes I can perceive at times. Sometimes I have an idea of what He's trying to do in and through me. Uh, sometimes I don't have a clue until I look back and I say, "Oh, now I know what you were, were doing." Um, but our salvation is always a work in progress. Um, it is finished. Christ paid for all of our sins on the cross. But the outworking of our salvation that we've been given, it's, it's a day-by-day -day outworking of the life of Christ in us. It sounds to me like doing church involves interacting with people that can look at your life encourage you, make a comment or two, pray for you. Um, I know that we're focused on what is church all about. Yeah, it's, um, we, we need each other. I mean, I, 
as I was thinking about this and just hearing you give this next little segue, I, for example, a couple years ago, I'm getting ready to preach. And I had had a rough week. I can't remember what I was feeling bad about, but I was certainly what was really conscious on my mind is I, I am totally unworthy to preach this sermon. And I was hoping just anybody else could just preach this message. Now, none of us preach because we're worthy, but there's so we know that theologically, but emo- sure. emotionally we feel pretty cruddy at times. And I was getting, getting ready to preach. I knew I had to get up there and preach anyway. And this young lady, she's probably at the time, probably about seven or eight years old, she comes walking down the aisle right before the message. She tap, taps me on the shoulder. And I look at her, and she had this little note that she wrote. She said something. It was just a real touch. It was exactly what I needed to hear at the time about mm-hmm. the tenderness and love of God for me. Oh. This little kid just wrote this little note and drew a little picture. It was sort of like God's way of saying, Bob, uh, you've got this because I'm with you. Yeah, you're not worthy, but I love you, and I'm going to use you despite you. <laughs> so grace is everywhere amen everywhere yeah. you look yeah. uh, in the body of christ um, let's talk about uh at this point anyway uh individuals sharing their growth experience um you know years ago we used to have testimony time in the services um maybe we still do uh, different ones do share from their heart, from the worship team and other play, uh, other s- settings. Um, what's your thought, advice about sharing what God is doing in, in an individual's life? If I'm going to talk about myself, how do we do that in a corporate setting? Yeah, that's that's a good question too. How do we do that in a corporate setting? I think a lot of folks need just some very gentle coaching. Um, I don't think a lot of people are helped in hearing other people's stories if the other person's story is about all about victory after victory after victory. Uh, I, I know there's a, mm-hmm. a, a type of Christianity that really stresses that, and I do believe Jesus gives us victory, but I... You have to define what victory is, first of all. Yeah. And I think, yes. so people need a little gentle coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, just share your story, what Jesus has done and is continues to do in your life. And uh, maybe um, uh, just seek, a, seek it with a, a heart of encouragement. How can I encourage people with my story? Because our, our, we're not unique. Our stories have so many overlapping co- connections. <laughs> that's true. So you can... That's, that's very true. You might be raised a whole different way than me, a different part of the, the, the country, different socioeconomic class, but we all have struggles. We all have hopes or lack of hope. And so when we share our, our stories with each other, uh, I would just encourage people, look, just, just be confident that God will use your story to encourage somebody. Uh, this is beyond the discussion that we're currently having. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, when it comes to sharing our faith with people at work or people that may not be churched, um, that's a whole different approach. And yet, it isn't. I mean, there's there's a simplicity to sharing what Christ has done in our lives. Can you just kind of capsulize that simplicity? 
I think there should be a simplicity. I think often, and this is my my take on it, but often Christians feel like they have to have some great story to share or some great thing about what God has done in their life. And, and we come across as kind of weird sometimes or kind of scary. Um, people need to know that, that we have struggles in our marriage just like unbelievers do, that we have financial pressures, that we have physical uh, ailments just like everybody else. But, you know, when you think of the incarnation, Jesus became flesh and dwelled among us. Uh, he was just one of us in so many different ways. And the book of Isaiah said he had no, the prophet said that he had no beauty that we would be attracted to him. If he walked into a, a coffee shop uh, with, with some friends, no one would just turn and, you know, look, oh, there's Jesus. They, yeah. they would not know. And so um, I think we need to just relax a little bit and, and not be afraid that there's nothing wrong with being human. Jesus was fully human. Um, and I think when we enter into people's uh, frailties, uh, if you will, without any apology or without trying to come across as that we've got it all together, we'll gain a hearing with people and, and trust. You know, people will trust us because we're not trying to be somebody that we're not. They, they know we don't have it all together anyway. We just we, we sometimes <laughs> try, to, try to fool people. I don't know. All right, and uh, a final comment um, about the series that you're in and um, how this particular testimony that we heard from you, it was a story, a very brief story, um, related to the main topic of that sermon. Yeah, you know, I think I was using that story the, the the main topic it was a it's kind of a, a different type of a sermon because it was an overview of first second timothy and titus right. and i think one of the points i was trying to make with that that illu- i was illustrating with that that story was just how god changes us through the gospel there's a power that God uses to change us. And God changed Paul from being this persecutor of the church, a violent man who breathed out threats and and killing upon the early church to someone now who is nurturing the church. (laughs) Wow. So that's kind of what I was trying to... uh, I was trying to give people permission. Often what pastors do when they give illustrations is to say, look, um, you have permission to... To feel this way or to think this way, this is a common human experience, if you will. And so I've just—that's what I took from yeah. from that. Yeah. All right. Well, we will continue these thoughts on the next program. Great. Well, I guess what I'll do is I'll edit that. There we go. Whoops. There we go. You've been listening to Let's Get Real with Pastor Bob Manuel of Crossway Community Church of Grand Rapids, Michigan, an evangelical free church. Please share a word with us, a comment, question, or suggested topic at ipastor at aol.com. That's the letter I, the word pastor at aol.com. I'm Mark Moore. Thanks for listening.